Welcome to Sunday Night Bible Study. We're currently in the book of Genesis. It's our prayer that we would grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's join the Bible study already in progress. It's so good to be with you today as we continue along in the story of the Gospels. Today I'd like to talk to you about finding real freedom. You know, our world, our, certainly our nation, was based upon freedom and a great desire for men to be free, not underneath the entrapment of religions. And as you remember, that's why so many people escaped England and other countries so they could be free to worship. But isn't it amazing how people could get so misguided from the freedom that Jesus wants to set us free? In fact, nowadays, so many people are looking for that freedom, but they're looking in the wrong places. Can you imagine how much alcohol is, is drank in our country every year? If you watch a TV, can you imagine how many commercials that you've seen in the last year, 10 years trying to get you to buy beer or alcohol or different ways? But yet they're trying to tell you that's going to give you that certain feeling. It's going to be refreshing, they like to say. But in reality, it's a false false hope. It's a false answer for that real freedom that we so all long to desire to, to enjoy our life and to worship God the way that we should be worshiping the Lord. Well, it wasn't much different during the time of Christ, but rather than us talking about alcohol here and drinking alcohol, Really what they were trouble that they were having that was keeping them all bound up was their traditions. And Jesus came to set a man free, anybody free from whatever might be having it all tied up. The Lord wants to set you free. It could be all kinds of things that sets us free from our philosophies, alcohol, drugs, false religions, All kinds of things can keep us so bound up that we don't know the joy of God. Today, we're in Luke chapter 6 and verse 1 as we continue along with the story of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to Jesus. And as we read, now it happened on the second Sabbath after the first that he went through the grain field and the disciples plucked the ears of the grain and ate them rubbing their hands together. And as some of the Pharisees said to them, why are you doing that is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered them saying, have you not ever read this that David did? And when he was hungry, he and those who were with him, but he went into the house of God and took, uh, took and ate the showbread and also gave some to those who were with him which is not lawful, but, but for any priest to eat. And he said unto them, The Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. Really what he's saying is, is isn't it right to do good on the Sabbath? If you see a need, you, you should you know reach out to that person and help somebody. And yes, he, he's admitting in, in a technical sense, we're supposed to rest on the Sabbath day. But there's sometimes there's a greater need of mankind that needs to be taken care of. And Jesus said, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. I'm the one to put it into place. I'm God. And they didn't get it. 
it tells us there in Mark, it, it tells us that he entered the synagogue again. And the man was there that had a withered hand. So they watched him closely. Otherwise, again, we're dealing with the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and those scribes that were wanting to find fault with Jesus. And they watched him closely or else intently whether he would heal on the Sabbath. And so they might accuse him. And he said unto the man who had the withered hand, step forward. And then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to, e to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept their silence. Isn't it amazing? Here's a man whose hands was withered. And if you pictured yourself back then and, you know, maybe you had a job going out providing for your family out there in the field where you would be, you know, not only digging, you'd be spreading uh, um, the seed when it was time to spread the seeds. You're out there cultivating to make sure you could get a good harvest for your family. But something happened and your hand, hand got mangled. And whatever, whatever had happened, it caused you to be crippled in your hand. Can you imagine that? And Jesus seeing him on the Sabbath day. So what should Jesus do? To do good on the Sabbath? Or just to sit on his hands and do nothing? Of course, it's a simple answer. Lord, please do good. If you have the ability to heal this man, then please heal him. And so it goes on. But they kept their silence. And when he looked around at them with anger, being grieved because by the hardness of their heart. And really, that's the story here. They didn't understand. They couldn't be set free. They were so bound up were because of their traditions that they couldn't know the freedom, the joy that God had for them and because their hearts were hardened. And folks, that's what our traditions can do. That's what happens. That can happen to us when we substitute God for our traditions or our way of life, our philosophies. And we miss out on the greatness of knowing and walking with God. And he said unto the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was restored as the whole as the other. Can you picture this? Wouldn't you think that everybody there would just start rejoicing? Being so glad of what the Lord had done. He had healed this man. Maybe he was a neighbor or a friend, or you've seen him in passing by with his hand so crippled, but now it's healed. Maybe you knew his wife or his children, and you realize that, wow, now he can go back to work and to be able to provide for that household. You think everybody there would be just so rejoicing in God for the tremendous healing that God had done. But yet it tells us here in the story. He said, then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him and how they might destroy him or destroy Jesus. And so now we're introduced to another group called the Herodians. We have basically been talking about the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes. Well, Herodians were a group of Jews on a religious sect, 
that had compromised so much of their morals and what they believed in order to, to get along with the Romans, the Roman you know, Empire, those who were ruling over Jerusalem and all of Israel, that they had, were the ones that could you know, do anything in, lower, in order to get along with them. They really were the materialistic ones of that day. And so now the Pharisees and the Sadducees, who normally would have nothing to do with them, and neither would they have anything to do with each other, they've come together with a a common cause, something that was going to draw them together, and that's the plot to put Jesus to death. It's horrifying just to think what men might do, what men might do to a good man. Well, is there any fault that you can find with Jesus? His teaching? His healing? Well, they found one fault, that he was healing on the Sabbath. How tragic. Jesus became a threat to them. And he will be a threat to them throughout the rest of our study here as we go through chronologically through the New Testament, I mean, through the Gospels here. As he threats their way of life their false living and their false notions, their position, their power. Well, Jesus is a threat even this day. He's a threat to our worldly way of living. And he says to us, come out from among them. Turn from our ways. Turn to the living God. Let's live for him even this day. And so if you too find yourself, as I opened up, substituting the freedom of God Maybe for a bottle of alcohol this day. Maybe consulting each other with, you know, with, with your own worldly views on life. I would encourage you to turn to the living God. Because those truly are very poor substitute for the real thing, which is in Jesus Christ. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.